Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jessica Jones Podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk to you about the untimely pre-cancelization of Jessica Jones before season three has even aired. Indeed, Pete, that the show has been canceled is not surprising. What's shocking is that it happened before the season has come to us. Before there's even a date, Pete, it is rumored that season three will come in the summer. That certainly lines up with production and post-production and all of that. But, you know, nary a whiff of when it, when it could come out in terms of even a specific month and already canceled. We seem to think this was going to happen the the cancellation number one given all the other shows dropping that it happened the same day that punisher did it was done in the same announcement the final two nails in the coffin but um seemed to think that jessica jones season three would come to us a little bit sooner uh kristen ritter the other day the day of the cancellation had posted as she always does some great photos uh, very talented photographically and uh, some that she said were taken at the table read for the finale a couple weeks back. So uh, they're not even that far out of having finished up uh, production proper. And now they get this. And as we talked about when we kind of put the Punisher to bed um, here, it's with an eye towards the business and and doing right by these performers. Indeed, part of the reason Netflix said that uh, the announcement came was in order to give them uh, give them the official out so they could pursue other things. So they weren't technically held down or you know, ooh, do I hire this person? I might lose them immediately. Uh, but you know, that's that's the way the business is, Pete. And we heard from we the fans, we the fan community heard from uh, Marvel Television head Jeff Loeb in a, uh, a, a posting he had on Marvel.com, uh, which, which noted the end of all this. Would you like to go through the letter? Please. Hear his words, Pete. It had never been done before. Four separate television series, each with different super talented showrunners, writers, directors, cast and crew, coming out months apart and then... They would meet in a single series event, all set in the heart of New York City. We called them the Defenders. And together we were thrilled by the stories of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and even the Punisher joined in. They said it couldn't be done. But Marvel assembled amazing teams to write, produce, direct, edit, and score 13 seasons and 161 one-hour episodes. Take a moment and go online and look at the dazzling list of actors, writers, directors, and musicians who graced us with the very best of their craft. We loved each and every minute of it. And we did it all for you, the fans, who cheered for us around the world and made it, uh, made all the hard work worth it. So, thank you. On behalf of everyone at Marvel Television, we couldn't be more proud or more grateful to our audience. Our network partner may have decided they no longer want to continue telling the tales of these great characters, but you know Marvel better than that. As Matthew Murdoch's dad once said, the measure of a man is not how he gets knocked to the mat, it's how he gets back up. 
to be continued. Jeff Loeb and all of us at Marvel Television. Oh, boy. So much to digest there, Matt. I, I guess I'll go right to the end. I think it's a little bit of false hope that we're going to see these performers play these roles again. Um, the writing in particular, once the first cancellation had fallen and then it rapidly became the second, what was it, a week apart? We had Iron Fist and, and then Luke Cage was canceled right before New York Comic Con. Um, gearing up for season three of Daredevil and then we axe that and then now we've all been canceled. Uh, the Defenders was never officially canceled. It was just not going to happen again or might happen, but we could change the roster or could be called something else. I mean, they, they always reserve that right. Um, that we have 161 total episodes. We've seen 148 to this point. And when we get those episodes, Marvel Netflix will constitute more than half of Marvel Cinematic Universe television to this point. And that in and of itself is an accomplishment. And like uh, Mr. Loeb says, um, this had not been done before, that four series spun into one special event series spun off another show that we got a total of, of six TV shows, five regular one, a shortened run. Um, it was special and it was a great thing, but now in particular that writing on the wall with Melissa Rosenberg announcing well ahead of this, that the third season would be her last with Jessica Jones, that she was moving on to other projects really the opportunity to round this into form um, properly as she could, uh, having guided this through development for so long. Yes, and I know we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but the first New York Comic Con I went to when Marvel Television had the second season of Animated Avengers and the first season of uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon, I think I have that correct. So, Three seasons under their belt, all animated. Uh, Jeff Loeb was out there in a much smaller hall. Uh, and that guy who's been in a couple of the movies who plays Coulson. Um, and Jeff Loeb promising, hey, there might be two live action shows coming one day. One is a big green guy. The other is AKA Jessica Jones. Um, from that early stage to now, you know, here we are in the waning days of the production of the third season. And obviously Melissa Rosenberg's closing time, or for all we know, maybe she's handed off uh, the, the fine points of, uh, of post-production to someone else as she moves to her TV deal at Warner Television, which has some comics properties, Pete, if that's the direction they want to go. Mm. Um, it, it's astonishing to think this super long journey that has resulted uh, in these three seasons. And, and what did we get? I think we got the most different of the shows, obviously the, uh, the female helms, uh, show what it's meant to explore female, uh, enhanced powered individuals. We've still not yet seen how it's resolved here, particularly with, uh, the way we left things with Trish 
and Jess's relationship at the end of season two. Season two is in no way near as good as that first season. So perhaps with everything headed towards a resolution, a lot of people expected, we really rounded to form for season three and a fantastic end to Marvel Netflix. If this first show in, uh, frankly, in Marvel television, before there was a Marvel television, but th- this being the first show in development now is going to be the last one through the door from Marvel Netflix. Uh, One would certainly hope that when Melissa Rosenberg says that we can look forward to a fulfilling conclusion to Jessica's story, that she means it because they saw this coming more than any of the other shows. If indeed they were still doing table reads a few weeks ago, which I would quantify as less than a month ago. Uh, I'd also mention Pete. It makes me think of our trip to uh, to the Paley Center, seeing yeah. the the season two uh, event there. Particularly when Netflix, uh, the Netflix uh, yeah. exec Ali Gloss, nicely said, but kind of gently chastised Jeff Loeb uh, in the point of view of her saying, Netflix is not always going to rely on, you know, outside content licensed content american content netflix is thinking bigger um and we've kind of seen that to come to pass here where comic book brand marvel a new york city company you know disney as american as it gets etc etc and here we are discussing uh, the end all but the the last 13 episodes to go a lot written in the past couple days about what this all means for netflix This is the weakest Netflix has ever looked with all of these cancellations. They didn't just cancel the last two uh, Marvel shows that they were airing. Um, There was a show, Friends from College, also included in this round of cancelizations. And we've talked about it before, that Netflix is either going to be Amazon or they're going to be Toys R Us. and, and we're seeing the first serious, serious challenge to this empire that they've built. Um, the, the biggest studio in this country, Matt, doesn't own a movie theater in Netflix. And, you know, between the most touted best picture nominee in, in Roma and all the original content that they own, much of it with one word names, um, and hey, the development deals of Shonda Rhimes and Kenya Barris and Ryan Murphy off in a room. Hey, go make us stuff. But this juggernaut you may have heard of, Matt, Disney, they have a lot of stuff that they own that they can exclusively offer. So if they're going to start their own streamer, really had to be expected that they would have their own things there and Netflix would have their toys over there and no longer the twain would they meet. It certainly is a situation for Netflix where they're being attacked on all sides, fairly or unfairly. Uh, I know over the weekend, the head of Amazon studios uh, said, you know, we want to be the best at curated content. And I said, I know what she's saying to those Hollywood people. She's saying, we don't want to make two seasons of friends from college, which Pete literally in the last two minutes, I just found out Fred Savage was in. I know I saw people online saying, 
Keegan-Michael Key and Kobe Smolders were in the show, and I just found out about it after it got canceled. I think there's this scattershot approach that Netflix has taken, which made sense when they had next to no original programming and started this Marvel-Netflix deal. But now they're making so much. I don't know if Friends from College is a show for me. I don't know if, you know, the people that have never heard of uh, Jessica Jones, I don't know if they know that this is a show that's out there for them. Um, But all of these, all of these desires from netflix to have the most toys well is it the best toys as they clear house i don't know will we see jessica jones and the the other defenders back on hulu uh in the future signs maybe point to not in the next couple years does that mean the actors have then aged out probably but whatever it is you know give it five years or give it 10 or give it 15 you know we live in this age where everything comes back everything is retro eventually uh, this is going to, all of this, this show, Pete, will end up on Disney+. Plus. I don't know the particulars of the deal. You don't know the particulars of the deal. None of the smart Hollywood reporters that we read know, seem to know the deal. But I don't eventually... think it can, though, because of its, I think this and Luke Cage are the, the harder ones to get on there. Um, and Let me correct you... myself then, say, in, the, in the, the realm of Disney, whether it's Disney Plus or Hulu, it's going to be on a Disney property Disney plus after dark. I mean, the only thing I would add there is you don't want some kind of neutered version of Jessica Jones and then her and Luke go into a room. Next scene. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, Hulu has one only need to look as far as the excellent handmaid's tale to know that Hulu does not shy away from your content. They do not. And I think they're an ancillary um, beneficiary of this move that you're seeing the possibility that it could wind up there. I know some people have thought maybe for the harder titles, Punisher or um, Luke Cage or Jessica Jones, that they could wind up maybe at like an FX or an FXX after the, the merger is fully, finally done, written characters from Fox uh, Marvel things are finally okay to use. We can get at last good fantastic four, but I I think there's so many other new things to explore rather than belaboring this. You're a hundred percent right. Old becomes new again. Um, And what I thought of as you talked was the tantalizing notion that, you know, perhaps a a Luke and a Jessica finally together with the baby show up on another show well down the road, or that even becomes its, its own show. There's certainly the possibility of that, but I, I think they've done a little bit of disservice in the vagary of talking to fans here as they end, particularly that letter as if these characters will live on, when they're talking largely about your local comic rack. Well, and that's where that letter is a little disingenuous because it's, it's the best attempt to clutch victory from defeat and to end with the story shall always be continued. It gives people who don't understand the, the realities of the TV business which we have recapped, including Pete, the fact like 
These are actors that don't necessarily want to wait two years, that won't be available in two years or three years or whatever it is. And at a certain point, you you know, Kristen Ritter might say, hey, I'm not getting any more work. Uh, you know, I'm not saying zero work, but she's not necessarily, you know, Oscar winning or, you know, uh, Fast and the Furious franchise or something like that in two years' time. But maybe she doesn't want to do eight months filming a TV series in two years' time. Maybe she wants to do something else, uh, et cetera. And she took us these... through when we were at Paley. I'm sorry to interrupt, Matt, but just, you know, how much Jessica Jones she's done over the last couple of years, laying that out and then writing her, her book in between. Um, so whether it's going to offer her another opportunity to do something of her own or go work with somebody else, I, I think, and again, it's spin on Netflix part that we're doing right by the actors. Disney started this fight, but we will liberate our thespians. I mean, let, let's call it what it is too. They're, they're, they're part of this breakup as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all I will add to what you said, you had said earlier, Pete, was, you know, I, I look at CBS All Access, which we don't love the service, but the Star Trek product that we do enjoy. Uh, could you do a Defenders check-in, uh, a Defenders anthology hour or something like that where uh, it's on Disney Plus and it's in two years time and you don't need to do 10 episodes or five or whatever, but you grab Kristen Ritter and Mike Coulter to do, to shoot something for five days and that ends up being a 22 minute thing on disney plus which is whatever you want to call it but is jessica jones and luke cage three years later they have the kid things are happy whatever it is it's a it's a little story it's a one shot maybe we return to those one shots to bring these people back where you can get them here and there so if that's our best shot at hope i'll take that too i mean anything's better than nothing but you know, like so many of these announcements have to view it as as gravy, as something extra if it ever comes to that. Let's get a date on Jessica Jones season three and just savor the heck out of it. And as soon as we hear a date, I mean, Pete, I'm talking the same day. We are going to do a quick little podcast about it just to let people know. I'm sure most people listening probably, you know get this stuff you know right away through social media or through uh news websites or whatever but when we get that date we'll talk about it we'll talk about how often we're gonna be podcasting it when we'll be podcasting it we just we just have to know as soon as the netflix man lets us know yeah we had gotten some response through facebook too people were super excited uh to to hear our thoughts on season three so as soon as we're in a position to bring that to you we will well pete as we head into season three, I want to give thanks to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek, making sure that all the appearances of Jessica Jones on Marvel Netflix and all our podcast thoughts of it will remain up there on the internet for the future. Simply could not do this without our patrons. Matt, we are the only podcast that has brought you every single episode of all of Marvel Cinematic Universe TV. We're the only one that's brought you all of the Netflix episodes. So you, the listener, are a direct contributor to that. Thank you. Pete, as we, with a tear in our eye, but as we nonetheless greatly anticipate season three of Jessica Jones, how can people be in touch with you? 
You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 10,317 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with a PH, all one word. Like it today. Well, Pete, as mentioned, when there's more Jessica Jones Season 3 news, we will certainly let all our listeners know. So on that hopeful note, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Where's the whiskey?